Blog Talk Radio. everybody, welcome to the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. <sighs> well, we have a couple of callers in the queue, and let's see. What do we want to... Ah, did you know Norman Lear died? He did? Yeah. He was like 101, wasn't he? He was 101. Yeah. Yeah. So that's today's newsflash, news bulletin. Nine one four three three eight zero one six four is the call in number. Please press one if you'd like to. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm getting to multitasking, reading the chat as I speak. Nine one four three three eight zero one six four is the call in number. Press one if you'd like to speak with us, and of course, our listeners and callers can follow us on social media. We hope that you do. Those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile. Radio profile. I'm like swallowing my words here. Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic. That's right. That's where they are. And of course, it's that time of the year where we have to pay our Blog Talk Radio um, membership fee. Membership fee? Subscription fee. And any donations would appreciate. We would appreciate. They still haven't figured out how to get that um, donation link on my, on my, uh, for my PayPal. But I will do that. Maybe I'll do that today. Project. Um, we do have callers, as I said in the queue, and uh, we're going to be getting to you in just one second as I write the date down here. Oh, the other thing is, guess what? Weird that we'd have a show today. We met. Um, what is it? Twelve years ago today. 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 Twelve, 12 years, years ago today. On the sixth. On the sixth. Okay. It was the eve of the seventh, which is significant. Because it was we met in person on the radio. On the radio. Oh, on the on Blog Talk Radio. So for those of you who don't know. Oh, okay, I got to copy this. Um, for those of you who don't know, Neil and I met on a podcast, and um, and so and so subsequently, and subsequently we started doing readings and things like that. And I did training, but it was from a distance because I lived in Northern California, and then I kept 
saying, I have to come down and see you. I have to come down and see you. Of course, Neil knew everything (laughs) ahead of time. He knew everything that was going on in the radio show. So it's really interesting when you listen to it back. He was leaving clues for me all along. So it's, it's actually, you can't find the radio show on the air on Black Talk Radio. It's gone. Yeah, I tried to find it. Yeah, it's not in there anymore, but I did download it. So I have a copy of the radio show. Oh, you do? I do. Um, but it took me a year to figure out that you knew the whole time that that I was, I mean, you'd been waiting to encounter me in the way that we did. So you'd encountered me before, I think, when I was a child. Yeah. You did. You came and found me. Yeah. Anyway, but that would have been a little perverted at that time. <laughs> it, it would have been, and you were in a manger, so. <laughs> I doubt I was in a manger. But anyway, yeah, can you believe it? I can't believe it. Now that was how many years ago? Eleven years ago. Twelve years ago. Twelve years ago. It's 2023. It's been 12 years. No, it's been, yeah, 12 years. Yeah. 12 years ago. 12 years ago. And we're still here. So Neil had no relationships prior to meeting you? Oh, don't ask. <laughs> he, had, he, had, he wasn't in a relationship when we met. You'd been single for a, a couple a year. of a year or so. And I was, anyway, we won't talk about that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's bring on 518. Hi, hi there. Hi, Valerie. How are you? Congratulations on 12 years, and I wish you many more years. Uh, thank you. Of happiness. You're welcome. Has he been stalking you for what? Did he stalk you for all those years? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, you said he knew. Me, he did. He did. He did. And actually, he, I, it's. I mean, it was wild because I helped him after when I came here. I was helping him edit his books and get his books published. Um, Wow. And uh, this manuscript for one of the books, Occultus Libre, is like this Mm -hmm. 900-page manuscript, all typed. Anyway, I mean, the type of the iceberg is my name is in the book. Kristen with a K. But, I mean, there's a lot more depth to that. I mean, that's just like... A piece of the puzzle. A piece of the puzzle, exactly. So... Anyway, wow, like, 900 oh page book, 900 page book. And it took me, like I said, it took me a year to, I, to figure it out. I was like, you knew I, I had moved here. I was living here. And, you know, Neil was saying things to me like, well, you know, they only show me certain things. I was, and I believed him. I mean, he really is good at concealing things, not in a way that would be, you know, detrimental to a relationship or right. not proper, but he had to wait for me to figure it out and he's a good actor. So uh, wow, that's that's amazing. It yeah. really is a story. It is a story. But what about you? How are you doing? I am a little frustrated. Two things quick. One, I never heard back from that job. And not not a yes, no, go mm-hmm, yourself, nothing, not a word. I have reached out a few times, and I mean, I, I'm just blown away that 
um, a professional who insisted they would get back to me. Either way, has not gotten back to me. And I, I know. And I, yeah, I mean, I think you're lingering on that too much because that's just going to keep you frustrated. That's not going to help you get a job. What is going on? No, I did, I did get a job. It's not exactly right, what I wanted, but you, you know, I um, I you have to do what you have to do. So I took a job, but it's more. Um, I'm a little bit of a dweller sometimes, and it's just more bothering me because I want to know what happened. That that is just really ticking me off to know, I know. Um, in no uncertain terms. Well, I mean, to be honest, Valerie, my vibe was that you weren't going to get the job. And I didn't want to say that because we work with energy. And so you can change the outcome, you know, the course of events in certain circumstances, in certain situations. It doesn't always work. And with this, you know, you didn't get the job. So there must be a reason why. I know you have this other job that you don't really want, but perhaps there's something that's going to come along that's better. Um, but I know it's really bothering you about, I, I, I understand that you're really bothered about it. And what is it that you want to know? Why? I mean, what happened? I mean, I guess it's more like if she wrote to me and said, thank you for your interest. We have found someone we feel is more qualified. Best of luck in your, you know, one of those type of letters. I would have said, okay. Talks. What? Right. You would felt closure and been able to move on but because they didn't do right. that. You're not closure and you're obsessed right. with But because she's supposed to be a professional and she insisted either way, I mean, first it was Friday and then by the end of next week I have a few more, but I will get back. I mean, if it was just someone who had, I don't know, I mean, the mini market down the road and was a private business owner, I could say, okay, they just don't get back to people. But this is a professional. My friend works there for years and why didn't I even get a response this is driving me nuts you ask your friends I did she checked in one time she checked in one time and the woman said yeah the interview went well and then I waited waited and kind of threw it out to my friend and you know I you don't want to put people in the middle and I you know so I was trying to be gentle about it with my friend she didn't really I reached out to her again she said, um, we're busy, she will get back to you. So I waited, waited, waited. And then I finally said, hey, is she still alive? Ha, ha, ha. And she said, I will check one more time, but I'm not going to bother. You know, like, I'll check one, once more and that's it. And I'm sure she did, but she's not getting back to me either. Well, you know, the, maybe she's a little passive aggressive. Maybe this is her personality. She does this with even her friends. Which, she's got this in her yeah, personality. Maybe you don't want the job The other um, because of that. The other thing, Valerie, goes a little bit deeper. So now let's look at this karmically. Every time you approach something, you have to sort of calculate that there could be a tribal past life energy that's evolved over time in different group settings. And this, let's just say this was a past life tribe in a different setting, a different de-evolving sense of the word. And, and in that tribal connection, there was a sense of rejection. A lot of members of tribes were abandoned. They were excluded from the tribe. They were, they were uh, 
condemned. All kinds of things happen within tribes. And if we go to that kind of extraordinary explanation, then it could be that this was a karmic situation that was beyond normal comprehension, that there was still a kind of karmic element going on. If in your life you have experienced rejection, school settings, grammar school, yeah. high school, family, if you've ever experienced this, you could go, you know, maybe there's something to this idea of karma that's incorporated in the general attitude of my entire life. Not that it's overwhelming, but it does appear. Now, that could be another explanation, aside from just plain passive-aggressive rudeness. I don't have time for you, you know. A lot of people, good intentions get dried up in the sun. She might have thought she would. um, And then over time, just doesn't do it. You know, it's a kind of lazy uh, attitude they're not conscientious enough, and those things take over in time. So those may be some explanations. Um, I do think the the interview went well. I think she was sincere, but I just don't think she owes it to the general public, if you will, to be that conscientious about being polite. No, she doesn't. I agree. You know, it's it's you got the butt end of the cigarette, but she got the nicotine. She's the one who's gonna pay for the, for not being considerate and leaving a human being in waiting after she made a promise or a, a concerted effort to. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's what I would say. Uh, it, it would make you feel bad. I mean, you have to kind of think to yourself, well, you yeah, know, where in my life have I been rejected? Maybe there is something to this karma element. Well, if we look at her code, I mean, clearly there's a problem, trouble in relationships. So 2911 too, it's already spelled out. So it's not surprising that you might have a problem in, in work environments and group environments. Do you have, a, I mean, at, what's your history like? Um, I, I think I'm usually pretty okay. Okay. You know, yeah, I mean, um, you know, you have to go by tribe. I tend to get along with people. Uh, I you mean, know, I'm friendly. School, school, any bullying or anything like that that you experienced? Um, a little bit, but I think we all had bullies in school. Well, or most yeah. of us did. I mean, I don't think your uh, rejection is dramatic in this lifetime. You're not. You're not in a dramatic situation. She has a good relationship with her parents. No, it's not. But if you're trying to figure out, aside from the fact that she's just Mm. inconsiderate, what some other explanations are, those are the ones handed to you. Mm. If you just want to stay on the earth level, I think she just didn't want to bother. Okay. I just felt like I gave her every way out to, you know, even the fact that I left her a message, hey, you know, I have other opportunities. If you're not interested, I understand, but please let me know so I can, you know, you're my first choice, but please let me know. That was the perfect out for her to say, you know what, thank you, take one of them, best of luck. Perfect out. And not Valerie, we we sometimes have trouble with uh, people who handle accounts or, or TV 
and and they go through our misery for 20 minutes on the line trying to correct it, and they promise to call us back the following day. And they don't. And they don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know, I know. We all have those. And let me tell you this. I emphasized to her because I am a huge, huge follow-up person. If I'm working and I tell you I'll call you tomorrow at 2 with an answer, I will call you tomorrow at 2 with an answer. If I don't have an answer, I'll call you tomorrow at 2 to let you know, hey, I haven't forgotten you. I'm still working on it. I'll call you tomorrow at 2 to say, hey, I've been overwhelmed, so busy. I haven't gotten to it yet, but I'm still calling you at 2 because I didn't forget you. And I expressed that to her. We're like that, too. We're like that, too. But there's different camps. Yes. And you just come from a tribe that is like that. So do we. But not all tribes are like that. There's different degrees. I know. And so I you know. have to have to accept that in the in the catalog of human behavior, it doesn't make them evil. It just means that not everyone has the same conscious effort to be dependable and reliable and consistent. You know, we experience. We we experience, and I'm not going to mention what it was. I'm not going to go through the story. But right. we experienced something yesterday that was so rude and offensive to us. And it was something that we would never communicate. It was a text that we received. Um, It's something that should have never been communicated in a text. It should have been delivered. We already knew what was being communicated in the text, but if we hadn't known, it would have been extremely jarring. And we discussed, Neil and I, how rude and I mean, offensive it was to receive such communication oh. and not communicate like that. So, I mean, we get where you're coming from for sure. Right. But at a right. certain point, you have to just let it go. And, you know, know, this woman is like, she doesn't owe you anything. That's that, you know, there's, you apply, you're just a job applicant to her. So you have to look at it in that objective framework. Yeah, you're, you're just a job applicant. You you're not anybody she owes anything. And yes, it would have been you're considerate. Right. It it would have been considerate of her to follow up, but she didn't. And you just have to move on. You yeah. just have to move on. And you know, we have those other ideas on the show. Maybe look into places that are like equestrian, um, mm-hmm. uh, places that might need. Well, you've got a job. There's she there's doesn't a want re- that job. No, I know, but there's a no, reason. but. Yeah. There's a reason why you have that job right now. It may be a, a floating device for you. All right. But there's probably something, if we if we think there's a consciousness in the universe that's on your side, then maybe there's a reason you didn't get this job. And there's something awaiting you. So you have to kind of twist your brain around and go, okay, let's play that game and see what the universe is going to offer me. Right. I get that. I, I do. I understand exactly what you're saying. And I, and I think, uh, you know, I just, I know you guys said it looked positive and, you know, but hey, things happen. I get it. And I, I'm just more frustrated, I think. I just would like to have five minutes with her to find out what the heck happened, but I'll probably never get that. Um, but the other thing, and if I may, I'm going to flip script here real quick. Um, you did tell me to ask you on your next show about this guy in question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what's kind of going on with him? What's Jeff's birthday? 
8364. 8364. And I actually got his name on one of the shows, I remember. I said, well, who's Jeff? And you said, that's the guy. Do you remember 112134? Um, you don't think, remember. I think well, so, actually. You'll have to go back and listen. So Okay, I will. You guys, and I don't know when it was, but hold on. I can tell you the date. You and Jeff. Um, I don't know when it was. I don't know what it was, okay. but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> well, Jeff, Jeff has an 11 in his 8.3 and his 1964. So that's, I mean, that correlates to your karmic number 11, 29, 11, 2. I mean, you reduce it to a single digit, but um, it also matches your a 1, 1 in your month and day. So the 8, 3 corresponds to the mm-hmm. 1, 1. I mean, it, it, what I'm getting is that he has a problem with committing. Now, I don't know okay. if you can validate that or not. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, that's what I'm picking up psychically. What, what's your response to that? Um, I'd say that's right. Okay. But I'm, I'm not looking for a relationship again with him. I'm looking for a friendship, a strict with boundaries and everything. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but some some men, that's not their priority, and they don't really want to get into that, and they don't want to brush shoulders again with history. You know, uh, not everyone has a sense of commitment or reunion of commitment. Well, he's been uh, friends with his exes. that? He's friends with some of his exes. He's friends with some of his exes. I mean, you know, so he's selective, right? So there, there, you have to, again, we come from a different region, uh, Valerie, mm-hmm. and that region is past life. And if there's something lurking in the deep parts of his brain about a past life with you that surfaces as just some sort of action, but he doesn't really, he's responding to something that may be a past life. Well, let's just say, for instance, let's say, for instance, in a past life, you you uh, told him to come back to your life, and you got mm-hmm. into a fight with him, and you stabbed him and killed him. Now, oh, that's, in that's in the soul in the past life. Let's just say, for example, that happened. Okay. Some, Sorry. Somewhere in his brain or in his soul, he's going to be cautious. That would be one ex- one weird example of how we work with karma. That's near like that this lifetime. You may be trying to find some sense of revisiting the past and not doing what you did before because you're not that person anymore. But I I know that in my journeys in the astral realm, when I've gone into those regions of karma, oh my God, it's like saying. What's the difference between the swimming pool and the, and the Atlantic Ocean? It, it's oh. amazing what karma there is in the universe. Mm-hmm. So, right. that point, right. well, were you I saying? mean, go ahead, Valerie. Well, what's, I'm sorry, like, what's kind of going on with them? I worry. I worry. 
Well, I don't think there's anything to worry about necessarily. I'm not picking up anything troubling with him. Um, I mean, as far as like his safety, why are you worried? What are you worried about? Uh, There's some people you just know so well that you just, you know, their state of mind. Sometimes, you know, you know how they think, you know, what troubles them, you know, everything. And, oh, sorry. Um, I know we had a few things going on, and uh, why I worry. Well, a few things going on. You're not being specific. Um, physical, it's health. Are we talking about health, mental? No, no. Uh, things that might cause his mental state to not be in a good, you know, oh, not in a good like, way. So he's a drug user, or alcohol? No, 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 no. Other things. I, well, what other, you've got to be more specific. Other things that would cause his mental state not to be in a good way. I mean, I just don't There's know. There's things going on in life. I mean, just um, um, stressful things. Okay, so if he has confusion, whether it's emotional confusion, sexual confusion, mental confusion, you can't, you can't, those aren't steady waters. Those are undercurrents. And you can't always judge a normal surface quality of life when there's undercurrents that are disturbing. And if somebody has challenges in their emotional or psychological life, you can't count on those people, nor can you necessarily blame them. So if there's places in this human being's existence where he falls into dark pockets of consciousness, you know, you can't take it personally. Oh, and, no, but, I don't take it personally. I just want to make sure, you know. Well, your, um, well you won't make sure. Your efforts are, are sincere sincere enough. I mean, you can't control this guy's life, and you can't police Oh, you right. And, and your efforts are, are noteworthy. We've recorded your efforts, in fact, that you are concerned about him, that you care about him. That's on your soul as a as a um, attitude of, of, of concern. So, it, you know, you're doing everything you can except by driving over to his house or doing a police check. You've done everything you can. And the only other option is we leave it to the universe to take, you know, do wave patterns over his mind so it gets back to you. But can we predict that? No. Um, you know, psychics aren't supposed to control they predict, but but controlling something is a different thing. And in essence, you're not doing this, but in essence, you're trying to control him to get back to you. And if he doesn't want to, if that's where his head's at, let him be. And I, if I were you, I would just say, you know what? I wish I'm sending you good energy. I'm sending you love. I'm sending you friendship. And if you receive these vibes and you want it, the door is open. Yeah, I mean, this is also a theme, you know, you wanting the woman from the job to get back to you, you wanting Jeff to get back to you, and you're frustrated in the state of frustration because you're not getting what you want in terms of the communication you're desiring from various people. So this is a theme going on in your life. Um. Well, I I guess. Um, well, it is. Uh, I mean, I, it is. Um, 
No, so, it's not. You're not. You're not controlling. What you're doing is when you're frustrated, you. Uh, it's hard for you to let it go. Let go. You start to judge it according to the what the rules of human conduct should be, and you're you're sort of challenged by the fact that not every everybody conducts their ethical like, state of affairs it, according it, to your, your standards. standards. We get that too. We get that too. The mm-hmm. only thing we do is we let it go. We we just it's not worth it. We got other things to do. And we let it go. Sometimes it hurts more than others. It's more challenging to let go of it. But the answer to a healthy existence is to let go of that which you can't control. Just yeah. And I would say also, Valerie, probably. I mean, do you, are you seeking a relationship, or I mean, not seeking a relationship? That's the wrong terminology. I know what you mean. Would you like um, a relationship in your life? I mean, an intimate relationship with a man. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I put myself out there. I truly do. Um, but I see a lot of the same people. I, you know, um, uh, some of them I wouldn't date. Um, um, you know, some of them are taken that I would date. I mean, I wouldn't date them because they're taken. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like that. Um, but, you know, if they were single, I would be interested. Um, right. And, and, you know, I, I do. I do. You know, I'm open to it. I don't let anything, I'm not the type of person who goes into, you know, uh, goes somewhere and people can say, oh, no, she's closed off. No, not at all. I don't give that energy. Um, You know, um, pretty easygoing, pretty happy spirited when I go places. Um, I love to meet people. Well, that's coming less and less. People are just, a lot of people are just excuse the expression and I hope I can say this assy. Um but no for the most part, you know, I, I really enjoy I'm I'm uh spirited when I go out, um just very happy and um so I don't have too many options to choose from I guess. Um mm. even though I try, it's hard. And I won't settle. I will not settle. Maybe you need to expand your social circle. I don't know. But I think it's. I think it would be healthier rather than to seek a relationship, whether it's platonic or not, with an ex that seems to be unstable in some way mentally, which you don't want to reveal in the show. I think it's healthier to put your energy into a new relationship with someone who you can have. Because well, I don't think you're going to care about Jeff so much if you have a new relationship. Oh, I'll always worry and care about him. There's no, I mm. told him that. Even if I was married tomorrow, I would still check in on him. Right, but I'm saying there's going to be less energy towards him and or less energy that you're seeking this connection with him. You're going to be occupied with another relationship. So I would But I can't find that other relationship. Right, I've been like looking said, for a while. Yeah, well, I would say expand your social circle. I mean, I don't know. We have to move on to another caller. Because yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, on yes, quite a while with you. Line. I know. Yeah, and and I I just think that you know I don't know I don't want to send you online to date. I don't think that's the best choice. Mm, but I'm not too keen on that. <laughs> yeah, we're not either. So you know, it's I think it's better to meet people in person if you have hobbies. Uh, right. You know, try to do it that way. Okay. So All right. I'll keep trying. Yeah, I would do that. If you have any, if you have any guys in your area, send them this way for. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm teasing. All right. Well, thank you guys. 
very, very much, and have a wonderful holiday season. Okay, you too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. Oh, hi, Dion. Hi, how are you? Oh, hanging in there. Oh, my God, okay. happy birthday. Jeez, I forgot to wish you a happy birthday yesterday. It was your birthday. That's okay. Yeah, oh, my God. Thank you. And we were talking and everything, and I spaced. I really apologize for that. God, I'm sorry. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. I made it five decades. <laughs> yeah, five decades. Well, how do you feel about turning 50? <laughs> I mean, life just seems very, um, I don't know. Your muscles. like a lie. Your muscles. Okay, so, yeah. Okay, so somebody just tried to knock on my door again, and it's somebody that doesn't live here. And I don't know, They I just watched them walk out, and they had something in their hands. Like Some, I don't know if it's a process server or what. A process server? Why would you be, why would there be a process server? <laughs> because know. of your debt? I mean, I doubt that it's. I mean, as far as the debts go, I mean, I can only do so much about that until I get paid. I don't know why they were here. But now that's the third time that they've come to my door. Somebody wants something from me. Oh, that's nerve-wracking. Well, I mean, I don't know what to say to you. I mean, as far as answering the door, I don't answer the door to strangers, personally. And as a single woman, I, I don't... I wouldn't suggest answering the door. Have you had, have you had, I mean, has it gotten to the point with your creditors that they're calling you repeatedly? Oh, they they call me every day, all day. Okay. What? It could be a process server because they do sue, but it seems like, you know, they try a long time to collect debt before they move into a court proceeding. So it seems early for a court proceeding. So would it be okay. something to do with either my family or from Aaron's family? I think they would put something on the door if they're a process server. Well, you know, they try to catch you so they can serve you because if you know, know that, have, like you're being... Right. I know they have to make contact with you personally. They can't just put something on your door and then you've been served. But you think that they might leave something as a clue that they're looking for you. Is it the same I've person? I've never had. I, this is the first time I've, I've seen the person. I know it's the guy. Because I can tell by the way that they knock on the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they could be trying to serve me with papers for like a cease and desist. So I stopped talking about the case and stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, uh, cease and desist for the Aaron Carter case. What do you get from that? I I don't know. I don't. Well, I think it might be a little bit less nefarious than that. 
I don't know. Is this is it the same person that's been coming that's to I'm your door? Trying to ask. I don't. This is the first time I've seen them show up. So I don't know, but it's the third time that they've that I've been well, home that they've been here. Well, you know, if they can't get, a, you know, you're. As long as you don't answer, what you know, that just if they want to get a hold of you, they'll they'll have to send you a letter or something. They can't. I mean, that's been saying. I, I, don't uh, think... I wouldn't worry about it right now. I wouldn't answer the door. You don't need to. There's no law says that you have to. Right. And so I wouldn't answer the door. And they want to get a hold of you. Is that important? Let them try another way to get a hold of you. Yeah, because the process server but... will try to. Um, they'll try to track your uh, movements and you know, encounter you in a place that you might be like a store or, you know, a place of business that they know you're going to go to. So, yes, they'll knock on your door, but a process server, if it's really important, is going to track you down no matter what. They're going to, you know, wait for you at your home. And when you're getting out of your car, they're going to approach you. That's that's what a process server does because they have to serve you. Are you picking up, like, legal issues around me right now? Well, you do have legal issues with your debt. I mean, I don't have to pick that up psychically because you told us you're getting calls from creditors. Do I think it's your creditors at this point having a process server sue you? I mean, or not the process server suing you, giving you I don't think it's the debt. I don't think so. I I would think it was my family. (laughs) What could you, what, what possibly could be going on with your family that, I mean, your family drama is done. They, they took the business from you. You've got nothing. What else can they do? I mean, because I still talk about the lawyer and what they've done to me and things like that. Just but to how basically could they, try to shut me up. You know, because if they that's the case, you? you're going to get a letter from an attorney. Yeah. Just be quiet. And, and uh, they're not going to come you to know, your door. What, you'll get a letter from an attorney. You're not going to get somebody knocking on your door. And okay. uh, it's vastly important, which I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't either. But if it's vastly important and you don't answer your door and it's vastly important, they'll get a hold of you some other way. And then the mystery will be solved. In the meantime, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, you know, that uh, it, it, you. I, you know, they want to leave something at the door, but it's that important, and they leave something at the door. Uh, you know, this is our third attempt to reach you. You need to call this number, whatever. But it, I wouldn't, are you know, we picking up that there's really big problems going on? No, no. Uh, I, you know, nothing's sounding bells at the moment, but... Um, And if you owe a debt, they don't usually knock on your door. They don't usually knock on your door. They, they don't knock on your door. And usually. if it's an attorney, they usually get an attorney. Maybe and, maybe it's and a be a letter. Maybe it's someone trying to sell you something. I mean, maybe it's or no. you know, trying to trying to is I, like like as we asked before. You said it's the first time you've seen actually seen the person. I've seen the person walk out of the building and to their car. So somehow they're getting past the – so when you walk into the building, you have to have a code in order to get in here. Uh-huh. You can't just 
come right in here. That's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to be in this building is because it has the secure entrance. But somehow they're getting past that past that um, security. Well, why didn't you talk to the uh, – is there anybody you can talk to about – I mean, is there a person that's at the door or is it just a code? No, it's just a code. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, you're not going to be able to control the person getting in. I don't know how they're getting past the code. Is there a manager on site? Yeah. They're not no. there, I think. I mean, right, they're supposed to be here, but they're not. Yeah. I just, I don't know who's coming to the door. And because I've been sued so many times, I automatically think it's a process server. I don't think it's the debt. I don't think it's the credit card companies. No. I've been open with them and telling them, like, I understand that you want your money and I want to pay you, but I too am waiting to get paid. You know, like frustrations going around, you know, it's like, yeah, I understand, like, with the first caller, too, you know, like, I, it, it took me four days to finally get my medication. They came to deliver it today, but then I couldn't get it because nobody told me that there was a copay on the medication, you know, and so I, I called my lawyer's office, and I was like, hey, is there any way that you could, like, call and get my money because, like, I really need my meds. I'm doing the best I can to try to act normal, but I'm really hurting on the inside. How you much know? was the copay for the meds? <laughs> $8. Uh, and you didn't have $8 to give them? No, I'm flat broke. Like, I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't even have $5 to get Cupid's nails cut. You well, know? I mean, if you can't even, I mean, bad. are you, all your credit cards shut down? You're not able to use them at oh. all? They've been maxed out since August. So you were not able to charge on the card at all? No. Mm-mm. All of my credit cards have been maxed out since August. That's why I was flipping out when they wouldn't give me this apartment. Yeah, I know. I was like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I literally, like, my battery died from my car, you know? So, so with Medicaid, you don't get free medications. That, they don't cover that medications for you? This is the first time, I've, and I've been on Medicaid for 12 years. This is uh-huh. the first time I've ever had a copay for medication. That's what I don't understand. I mean, because under my, according to my understanding, Medicaid, you don't have a copay. So, um I don't know what to say. I, I would contact Medicaid and say, what's up with this copay? Why am I being charged a copay? I mean, you have to look at your benefits and see if it's allowed. I mean, they could have changed. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're having another situation here. I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> Feeling. No, it's okay. No, we have a yeah, taking over the whole table. Um, anyway, but it's just been very frustrating. You know what I'm saying? It's like no matter how hard I try, I wear myself out trying to do the best I can for myself, and I just keep hitting brick walls. I just do you keep have, hitting brick walls. 
Do you have clippers? Well, you don't keep hitting brick walls, Dion. You don't. You just got approved for disability. God, I mean, that's 900 something a month. You're just getting that. You've, you've gotten, I, I, you know, I see your feed online, tickets to, to, to the Biltmore house, you know, a free tree from your neighbors. Are you eating? Where's your food coming from? The food, I, the food I, I have, I'm not worried about the food. That's one thing. But it's like, but, but you know, next but week I won't be able to go to the grocery store unless I get a ride from one of my neighbors and ask them to take me because I won't be able to drive the car. It's like, yeah, I've been... Because you have food stamps, right? So the food stamps like, cover yeah. the groceries. So can you do yeah. like, does Instacart take food stamps? I mean, that requires you membership. You have to pay for the delivery fee. I know you do. I know. Is there a Whole Foods in your area? You have to pay for the delivery fee. Yeah, I know. Uh, they don't cover that on your... No, and I tried to get the... Because they have, like, another... They have, like, a mountain mobility where they'll, like, you know, they'll take you to the store or whatever... But they don't. They won't give it to me because I'm not 65. <laughs> I think what the frustration is is that, like, even though I'm going through the motions with the program, there's still a huge gap for people who are in need, but are still struggling. You get what I'm saying? It's like, right. You're you're kind of in a in a holding pattern right now because you haven't gotten your disability. That takes a while. And the Medicaid isn't covering all your medications. So you've... None you of them. Your shortage... Well, it's covering your medications. It is. You, those no, medications... Oh, yes. Right. It's not $8 for those medications. It's not $8. Right. It's probably hundreds of dollars. Hundreds of dollars for the medications you have. Um, so... So that... Your problem right now is cash flow. That's right. your problem. That's the problem because you're you've got right. a place to live. It's paid for. You're not able to, you know, you you don't have your plates, your new plates. That's a cash flow problem. So your problem that's that's what it is. You need cash and you don't have it right now, and you're not sure if that window sale is going to go through. That's your main problem. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I've made it 50 years, and I'm very grateful that I made it 50 years, but it just seems that, like, for the past six months, it's like no matter what I do to try and help myself, it's I'm not getting over that hump. So, like, what is in store for me? Well, you, you know are what I'm saying? You are getting over that hump. You just got approved for disability. That's free money in your pocket. It's just going to be a delay. So unfortunately, right now, you have a problem with having cash in your pocket, and you're not going to well, get I it. Well, I also paid into it, okay? I started working when I was 14 years old. I never yeah. got married. I never raised any kids, and I've always worked two jobs. So it's an insurance policy that I pay. So what? Into. We all have that, Dion. Dion, we all have that. It, give me a break. No one's criticizing you for getting disability. Don't get defensive. What I'm saying is, it's money in your pocket that you just have to wait for. Your problem now. It has nothing to do with how you got it or whether you worked since you were 14 years old. 
You know, I mean, that has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. We're not talking about whether you deserve it or not. That's not the conversation. The conversation is the fact that you don't have it right this second. That's the problem. Yeah. We're getting off track. We're getting off track. And there's a lot that you have to be grateful for that you're, you know, you've got food stamps. You've got Medicaid. You were able to go to the doctor. You're getting your tumor investigated on a deeper level than you would have in Wisconsin. So you're getting better medical care. Um, borrowing money. Is there a neighbor that would lend you $100 until you got your disability check? I I, don't, I doubt it. I, I, I didn't ask, but... I'm just wondering... <laughs> I'm just wondering, you know, creative, creative ways to, to, um, to get you money to get those small things that you need, like your medication. So now the medication, they're not going to, what are they doing? Holding it at the pharmacy? Yeah. What are, what do you think the chances of my lawyer being able to get my finances pushed forward? I think it's what well, the problem is bureaucracy. So you just got it approved. I mean, it takes a while to get Social Security disability or Social Security. Like it, once, like if you're in a senior citizen, for example, and you decide to um, start to collect Social Security, it doesn't come the day after you decide. It takes a month or two to start receiving those payments. So it's oh. What? I wanted to t- say, Neil, I forgot to mention the last time I called the show about the shoes. That the sh- I did get, end up getting the shoes. Remember when Neil said that I would get the shoes? I did get the shoes. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I mean, we knew you were going to get the shoes. Well, I mean, we... yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, like Kristen's saying, you have to kind of, um, you have to kind of just, as far as the as far as the person coming to your door, I, you know, I, I wouldn't worry about it. As far as the, uh, you, you're a survivor. You know, when you say fifty, I'm fifty. You also have to take into account that you survived, and I think you will survive. I think these things will all come in. I mean, every time we put out energy for something, we we seem to get good results, so we'll continue to do that, um, short of just making sheer predictions. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Dion, you have to remember, too, like, you know, we're doing work on your behalf. The shoes came in because, you know, I found places to um, that, that give away free clothing that you did, hadn't found prior to me researching. <clears throat> I can't believe you found that place. I, I all the it was it wasn't on any of the resource papers that they they gave me before. It was a totally different place, and they gave me a brand new pair of shoes brand new it was amazing because neil said that neil said you're going to get a brand new pair and i was like okay you know and they were brand new 
Well, well so, yeah. Then we'll continue that kind of prediction work and uh, let's see if we get good results. Okay. Oh, day by day, I guess. Yeah, you know, survive, that's surviving. It, I mean, life is day by day. No matter what we do, it's day. Even when we think we're on top of the world, we can get bad news. So life is day by day. Um, and as far as your immediate concerns are, I mean, we'll put out energy behind the scenes. Uh, keep us posted. And let's expect that so since what we've been doing so far has been effective, that we will continue to be so. Continue to be so. Okay, so you don't see anything bad, like, in my immediate future happening no. to me? I, I don't see anything bad happening in your immediate future, but, I mean, you're surrounded by conflict a little bit right now. You're in debt, so you've got creditors. So you're dealing with that. You're trying to get your storage. I mean, there, there are issues that, that you have to deal with that you're unable to deal with because you don't have cash on hand. Uh, the only thing I could say is, I don't know if there's anything you can sell. You know, to small. see something bad in your immediate future, that means that there's something karmically that's in stone that a good psychic will pick up on. Other things can be avoided. I mean, do you have a karma that says you're going to uh, just something bad is going to happen because that's in your life plan? We don't see that. Have I seen that with people? Yes. yes I've seen that. And I've reported it to them. But, I, but, you know, there's nothing that's showing up that's written in stone that something bad is going to happen to you. Not that I can see something hidden, that's something we can't explain. But as it stands, I think you're on survivor mode. I think that that doesn't resolve your panic issues and anxiety, but it might compel you to think, well, if you're not seeing anything bad and I've made it this far, I'll keep going forward, do what I need to do, and we'll see each day by day what occurs. Maybe it was Netflix knocking at your door. <laughs> you, who knows? I'm I don't. Think so. But well, you know, if they were, then they need to leave a message, and I'll call them back. If they know anything about me, if they've read my book, they would know that, like, with my post-traumatic stress disorder, I'm not going to answer the door. Well, yeah, I don't I don't think it was Netflix. I'm just making a joke. But, you know, the, the thing is, too, Dion, you've got I, – what I suggest is trying to get Cupid's nails trimmed on your own because you can do it yourself. Huh? Yeah, I know. We're almost done. Um, and and try to think of a creative way to, to, to get money. I don't know if there's some, like, small things you could tell that aren't that meaningful to you. I mean, I hate to make yep. a part, suggest that you part with your belongings, but if there's something that you could sell. <laughs> no, I've had to do that before, and I'm familiar with Facebook Marketplace. I have things up there for sale. Okay, so, so, so you know, what That's we'll do is put out deal. energy. Yeah, we'll put out energy for something to sell so you can get your medications and, you know, clippers for the dog, 
too, can do his nails, which you should have anyway. I mean, we have clippers for our cats. Uh, all is very easy uh, to trim. So I think Cupid is probably not going to be a difficult uh, patient for you. And we'll put out energy that you sell something so you can get a little bit of cash while you wait for your disability settlement. And yes, call your attorney and see if he can move things forward for you. There's no harm in doing that. No harm in doing that. I mean, it's for medical reasons. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really do need my medication. So I understand that. that. I mean, it's eight dollars. It's eight dollars, though. I mean, you're looking at a nine hundred. You're wanting them to rush a nine some nine hundred forty-three dollar check to you, uh, or direct deposit. I mean, it's not just eight dollars you're looking for. So it involves more than eight dollars. The eight dollars you could get off Facebook Marketplace. Calling your attorney to see if they could expedite your um, expedite your monies is not is not a bad idea, but I don't know how successful he's going to be really. But, you know, you've got a lot of time on your hands too. That's part of the problem. You've got a lot of time on your hands. So you're, you know, for example, if you were like working, um, which you can't do, I understand because you're on disability, but if you had more, more activities to put your time into then you wouldn't be as focused on the things that are going wrong in your life and a lot a lot has gone right so I think we need to recognize that but um, we're at the end of the show thank you okay happy birthday happy birthday thank you right yesterday thank you okay no you're good thank you okay okay we're back on the air on Friday, I guess. Friday? Yep, Friday. And maybe I'll have this frog out of my throat by then. Ugh, annoying. Um, yes, Friday, we're back on the air. Well, does that make me a prince? <laughs> I guess. Okay. Bye, everybody.